It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast with Dennis and uh, Brady. And it's uh, time to uh, take a look at uh, the games that are uh, on tap uh, this week. And then, of course, a little later on, we'll have the uh, very popular pick segment. And I'm just going to leave it at that because I don't like this week's picks. No, it, it's a good slate of games. I think it's another interesting week, Dennis. Um, there's going to be some games that will tell us a lot. Maybe not the outcomes in question, but how the game will go is going to be interesting for both sides. And I think we have some of the Max, some of the BWAC. Uh, there's there's really some interesting eight-man games this week and up in the thumb. The only game I am sure about this week is Croslex will beat Elginac because that's basically already done yeah which <laughs> which if Croslex was was maybe feeling a little better uh rockford just had their opponent drop and you know if it was last thursday and not this thursday that Croslex would probably be going to rockford <laughs> for a game tomorrow they did try to find games um and then as it worked out they couldn't find anything and then they got banged up last week in their game so they're just like oh all right maybe it's Maybe it was an omen not to find a game. And it's not the worst thing to have a week off in the middle of the season, especially after playing one of your more physical games of the year. I know they dominated, but Armada, whether you beat them or not, is still going to be physical. Yeah, but I just eh, – I don't like having them. I, I don't like it. I, it. Like, it's good for them. It, it worked out that way that it's good for them. I just don't like having weeks off during the season. I don't even like the bye weeks in pro. I don't like when college teams take a week off. Just – you play once a week. Play football. Let's go. It's the shortest season of all the seasons. Baseball's shorter, at least in high school. Anyway. Oh, well, I'm, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> anyway, uh, we'll start with the Mac next. Start with the Mac next. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice. And the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet... Nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700 for all your real estate needs. O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. 
Brady Bean here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Dara Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Dara Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Dara Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. The YMCA of the Blue Water area is pleased to announce a Night of Champions Thursday, September 15th at 6 p.m. at the McMoran Arena in downtown Port Huron. Eight-time Emmy Award winner Mike Doc Emmerich will host with special guests, activities, food, and both live and silent auctions. Tickets must be purchased in advance and are available at the YMCA, 1525 3rd Street in Port Huron. Cost is $100 per person or $1,000 for a table. For more information on a Night of Champions with Mike Doc Emmerich, call the Y at 810 810- 987-6400 extension 132 finding that missing shin guard remembering whether it's a home or away game getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day why are simple things sometimes so complicated thankfully with auto owners insurance doesn't have to be one of them we work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things like not being that fan oh come on ref that's simple human sense For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back, and uh, let's uh, get uh, right to to it uh, and start in the Macomb Area Conference. Uh, We going upriver or downriver? Your choice, Dennis. Usually I pick. I will let you decide. Are we starting uh, south or are we starting north? Well, let's start at Memorial Stadium. That's where uh, Port Huron Northern has uh, uh, Sterling Heights this week. Sterling Heights is 0-3. Uh, the, they got blown out in the first week. Gave up 64 points to um, Lamp Fear. Scored 26. And they've given up 23 cents. Yeah, I, I mean they they had the weird game last week with Frazier. They lost, but it was only thirteen to eight. Yeah. So again, it's kind of scary. This is the one thing that I know about Sterling Heights is they've been struggling for a while. They they've gone a long time without winning a football game, and Northern is playing well. Northern's good defensively. They have been for a couple of years now, uh, and their offense has taken advantage of the situation this uh, season. I don't see any reason why the Huskies 
aren't going to be 4-0 at the end of week four. No, and you have a common opponent. You've both played Lakeshore. Port here on Northern took care of business 44-12. to Sterling Heights lost 20-10. to Again, the transitive property does not always apply, but when it, there's a disparity when you have a team that hasn't won a game and a team that hasn't lost a game, that's another data point you can point to and say, yeah, Northern, unless something catastrophic happens, should take care of business. This is a game that you're hoping to get the young guys in at the end. Yeah, so I, I mean, I don't even know what else I want to say about this game uh, other than uh, – John's going to be doing it yep. for uh, EBW John this Lozano. week. Uh, and then I'm I'm looking forward, but I have the luxury of looking ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Huskies and the Big Reds don't to next week when they play each other. Uh, the Big Reds, uh, again. Which, by the before you get, how many coaches do you think here say something like, yeah, Northern's got this taken care of, and, and Larry's throwing something oh, yeah, at his I, radio. I know Larry going, doesn't like that. Shut the hell up. I, I know Larry could be, because uh, a couple of knuckleheads were going out. He's... He's point blah, 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 blah. And they had an 8-6 to six ball game that they barely got out of there alive. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't think the Sterling Heights is as good as East Point. I just uh, – Sterling Heights is bad, Dennis. Like I said, I'll repeat it because it bears repeating. The last game they won that was not a forfeit was the last week of the 2019 season, and that was Cousineau. Who at that time were pretty bad. Themselves. Yes. Yes, they were. Um, and it's sad because, Dennis, we can both remember times where Sterling Heights might not have been good but was workable, had was decent, and they'd usually lose more than they won, but they'd have stretches where they'd get good teams. I remember a, a Sterling Heights team that beat Port here on high for the Mac Blue one year, I think late late aughts, early te- teens. Um but they have been absolutely decimated, and it's been kind of in all sports. Like, their basketball team isn't much better. And we remember a Sterling Heights team that had athletes, oh, and, yeah. and it's a school with 1,400 kids. It's not like their enrollment has dropped incredibly. It's, there's just no athletes in that school, or not a lot. So um, Frazier, as you are getting to, uh, is a team that is a, another large school, but they have struggled. Their only win is Sterling Heights. Dennis, they lost to Warren Woods Tower, and then Warren Woods Tower uh, followed it up by losing to Lakeshore 28-6. to Yeah, uh, the Tower has uh, struggled in, in two of their three games. They've struggled to score, and they had that remarkable 99-yard touchdown to tie the game against Frazier on the last play of regulation, and then – they won it in, in overtime. So here's what I can say or what I know about Frazier. They've played three really close football games this year. Uh, in week one, they lost by seven points to Athens. Athens is 2-1 and one and lost to Farmington last yeah, week. And their other win was against Berkeley, which I, I don't think Berkeley's really good at all this year. This year. The last couple, uh, couple of years. Yeah, were, but their only really win so far team, is but. against Pontiac High, who I think has the state's longest losing streak, and yeah. it's like 36. Yeah, so um, do, do I think Frazier's a good team? No, but do I think, again, it's it's kind of like you can't show up thinking you've already won the game, um, especially on the road. 
Uh, and so you, you got to go and you got to be ready to play football. And if they're ready to play football, they can have this game over by halftime. But if they're not ready to play football, they're going to be probably in for a dogfight. Yeah, I, I mean, I think Port Huron has a, a wide margin of error. Like, I don't think if they if they wake up by the end of the first quarter, I think they'd be able to recover. But, yeah, on the road, hey, take care of business. Don't leave anything up to chance. Just, hey, get it done and then get ready for the Crosstown showdown. The goal for both these teams this week is get out to big first-half leads, make the second half go under a half hour, and stay healthy, get your dogs back for the big game next week. Um, again, if, if it gets to the point, yeah, you, you have to win the game. You, want, you try to win a Mac Blue title. But I think this is a great spot for both sides to set themselves up for what we kind of believe is the de facto Mac Blue championship next week should neither team stumble. And I think it would take a, a Northern or a PH shooting themselves in the foot for that one of them to lose this game. Well, that's, uh, and that's something the Big Red should work on this week, not taking penalties and not turning over the ball and cleaning up special teams. That's the big one because Northern will find a way to hurt you with special teams if you don't clean that up. And, hey, through two weeks they've passed, and I was very worried about the game against Mont last week, and it turned out it was all for naught because Port Huron was up, what, 26 nothing, and that game was never in danger for Port Huron High. Yeah, that uh, again, since week one – um, and, and you got to get that one out of your minds, which folks, the Mott game that, has that helped was, me do a lot. Yeah, that, that was an anomaly, like Grand Rapids, Catholic Central, bunch of robots. I know that the Big Reds did some ugly things. I'm going to chalk it up to they were playing a bunch of robots and the bright lights of being in Ann Arbor and, you know, whatever. It spiraled. That, that one, don't worry about it. Think about what they've done in the two weeks since. Uh, and it's been pretty positive, and I think we're going to get a third week of positive, and then I think we're going to have a really fun game at Memorial Stadium. I am too, but take care of business, so the game's really, really, really fun <laughs> next week. <laughs> um, Dennis, you're going to see a fun game Friday night at Walt Braun Viking Stadium, a very interesting game between Lamphere and Marysville. Yeah, this intrigues me because I th there are a hundred different ways this game could go in my mind. Last year, they played a 62-46 to 46 game. Don't know if that's exactly what I'm going to see, but I'm also not going to rule it out because uh, Lamphere in their two wins, uh, or their, they, they've won three games, but week one and week two have combined for like uh, 112 points, I think it is. They won 64-26 and 48-6. to six. And in the middle is this weird game with center line that was 8-6. to six. But here's the thing about Lamphere's schedule. Their opponents, their combined record, they have two wins. Both, both against of New, New Haven. Haven. Yeah, I saw that. So there's, like, I think Lamphere's good. I'm, like, you, a bad team doesn't win 64-26 and 48-6. But how good all is Lamphere because... No one they've played is really worth much. Clintondale had lost a lot, and it's obvious they have regressed and not going to be the team they were at the end of last year. They're going to be near the bottom of the Max Silver. Sterling Heights and I don't think Clintondale, we'll talk about that in a minute, are going to get wins this week. Centerline plays Hazel Park. 
who knows? And frankly, for us, why do we care? But Lanphier does not have any test where I would say both South Lake and Almont would be the toughest game on Lanphier's schedule. Maybe even Hazel Park. Well, I I would feel you know better about that argument had Marysville won one of those games. Yeah, the, they lost to South Lake and they lost to Elmont. So, yeah, they they played tougher teams, but they didn't beat them. Um, Lamphere has gone out and taken care of business. Marysville has the one win against the Hazel Park team that they have dominated in their brief history with them, mm-hmm. and that is down in the bronze. This year, Marysville did to Hazel Park what I expect even a bad Marysville team to do, and I don't think this is a bad Marysville team. No, and this is a stat that will be brought up again and again that when I was looking through and I noticed, since 2020 in that great class graduated from Marysville, Dennis, the only teams that Marysville has a win over have all reside in the Mac Bronze now. Hazel Park twice, Centerline once, Madison once. So neither side can really puff out their chest and say, look what we've done. Lamphere's 3-0. It's not the strongest 3-0. This is a big prove-it week for both sides because if Marysville can get this win, hey, it kind of gives them the confidence. I mean, you went to practice to talk to Coach Meyer, and what you told me is he close – is is great, but it doesn't count for yeah, anything. Yeah, the, the, we're tired. The basic uh, gist that I got at Marysville was we're tired of moral victories. Now we want victories. Moral victories are fine in week one like, when you're playing an Almont team that's going to compete for a BWAC the, title. They've got good numbers this year at Marysville, and they want to keep that trend going. The best way to convince kids to come out and play football is to win football games and say, "Hey, look, you're not joining a team." that loses every, you're joining a team that we win we're doing things right we're going in a forward direction and a win against Lanphier would build some momentum I'm gonna skip St. Clair because look at the segue into Marine City they well, play the, Marine the, City the, next the one week. last thing about Lanphier is Lanphier is running the river the next three games because <laughs> they've got Marysville St. Clair Marine City all in a row there you go so Running the river for Lamphere, I like it. <laughs> but Marysville takes on Marine City next week. Talk about a hell of a week for rivalries. Aren't you glad we have two streams for <laughs> next week? Uh, Marine City goes to South Lake, And while I don't think South Lake's the favorite by any means, while I don't think Marine City is anywhere near an underdog, I do think this is... Less of a, this is not a slam dunk like it was a year ago. I don't think this is a 100% roll the ball out. Marine City will put up 50, give up six, and win. Marine City has to come to play because South Lake has shown that they're a scrappy team. They're 3 and 0. And if you go by records, I guess technically Marine City comes in with the worst record, albeit they've played a much tougher schedule. Yeah. Um, well, just looking at what Marine City did to them, not one, but two games last year. Uh, they beat them in the regular season, forty-seven to six, and then they beat them in the first round of the playoffs, forty-nine to so twelve, ninety-six to eighteen. I think this is a very different South Lake uh, team, but again, Marine City's Marine City until somebody proves me wrong about this. Right. I'm uh, again. I, I I'm the I, I seem to be the only one in the area looking at the Armada game as two good football teams where either team could have won that football game. It was a one point game. Had Marine City been blown out by Armada, dominated by Armada, they didn't. 
They actually let one get away. They were up two touchdowns in the fourth quarter. It's an anomaly and I think that they lost the football game. why people have been a little more concerned because that's something, Dennis, in all your years, we couldn't think of a time Marine City had a two-possession lead and lost. But so it's going to happen. It's it high school football. But that is just very un-Marine City-esque. And I still think they're going to go to South Lake and, and in all likelihood win. I just think this is going to be a nice test for Marine City because, yeah, I think South Lake's got some talent and the speed w- beat Marysville. Now I think the Marine City's a better team than Marysville. And go on the road, get a win against maybe not a great team, but a solid team. And then, yeah, just... Keep building up, and, and hey, the biggest thing, like we said with Porty on high, limit the penalties, and special teams, they've been fine, but limit the penalties, and it'll give you, and, and going into a big rivalry game, give you a little bit more momentum as you get into the thick of Max Silver play. And uh, just kind of real, real quick look, um, Southlake beat Luther North, who has one win, and that was against Carlton, who I don't know anything about. They also, but their loss is Notre Dame prep. Yeah, and their other loss was forty-six to six to Southlake. Yeah, they beat Madison. Madison is not Bad. very good. No, Madison is not the Madison of old. You know, and and they had a dog fight with Marysville. Yeah, so they've they've done they've shown they can put up points. They put up one hundred and sixteen points in three weeks. So another. Another nice test for the Marine City defense, who's actually been pretty solid when it was kind of the question mark going in. You've only given up 50 points through three games. Yeah, I think they've done very well. And and again, um, uh, the best defense that they've faced so far is Marysville. And Marysville is still working on it. Yes. So this will tell us a lot about both teams uh, because I, I do think Marine City is still one of the best in the area. They just need to keep working their way back up, um, keep get, racking up those wins. St. Clair, the last MAC team to talk about. This is a gotta have it game against Clintondale. Uh, I 100% agree with this one. If St. Clair can't beat Clintondale at home, then my next question is who are they going to beat? Right. Um, and. Here's the one thing that I don't question about St. Clair. Their intensity and their defense has been good. Um, and, and I think their defense faces its weakest challenge maybe this week in Clintondale. Well, I don't know. I mean, Lincoln Richmond has struggled I don't offensively. Know what is. Yeah, well, I mean, I just feel like the Saints' defense will dominate this game. And maybe this is a week, like with Lincoln in week two, where they were able to get some touchdowns. Maybe this is a week where their offense can get some confidence and score a few points. Dennis, if I told you before the season that the St. Clair defense had given up just 46 points through three weeks, you're thinking they're doing pretty well. Because, I mean, they've given up 53 total points. One of that was a a strip sack touchdown by Marine City. I mean, this is a St. Clair defense that held the Marine City offense to seven points in the first half, Dennis. That is really impressive. They just need to find that mojo offensively. It's If you can get three touchdowns a game, you're feeling good about yourself. You don't win the Marine City game, but if you could find a way to muster just 
two touchdowns. You're going to overtime with Richmond. You beat Lincoln, and the game against Marine City is what it is. But Clintondale, yeah, I don't expect Clintondale to get into the double digits. I need that defense to stay swarming. And, hey, the offense needs to work on progressing this week because if they don't, Lampfear and South Lake and Marysville are all, I believe, better than Clintondale. This is ramping up. If you want to have any aspirations of being a playoff team, this is a game you have to win going into a tough stretch because St. Clair's Max Silver's bookended with Marine City and Marysville, and they have Clintondale, Lampfear, and Southlake all in the middle. And I think the next couple weeks are going to be tougher than this one. Yeah. Um, again, they score three touchdowns in this game. I don't see any way the Saints don't win. Unless they give up defensive special teams uh, touchdowns or that's and that hasn't really been an issue no they've given up the one and that was against a good marine city team so i'm just saying that would be the only way that i think clintondale could so this is a get it right game for st Clair. uh do you want to mention briefly our other tangently mac schools well uh, outer An ring mac An schools? anchor bay uh has got another tough one this week in the red they have to go to chippewa valley who's three and oh uh, the Tars are, are two and one. They played Dakota. How, how about that? You, you're you're back in the red, and and your first two league games are Dakota and Chippewa Valley. Well, thanks which, a lot. Which way could you slice it? That it's not like well, well look at the g give me Stevenson or Ike because <laughs> they're uh, they're they're at least look human. somewhat human uh, this year. But but uh, pro and probably what they get Romeo in their third game. Let's see their third game. Yeah, is Romeo. <laughs> yeah, great. You you play the the three real power. I mean, they're all powerhouses, but you play the, the three real powerhouses. The powerhouse of the powerhouse. Yeah, the, it's your first uh, three league game. No, I think Anchor Bay at least because we're kind of outsiders looking in. I think they want to become one of those teams and. You're going to take lumps along the way. It's not going to be this straight shot into uh, being a, a, a normal Mac Red team. And New Haven, who do they have this week? They've there? got Lincoln at home. Uh, again, the Rockets just looking to win a, a football game and get this streak thing done. Um, it's up to 34 losses now. Um, Lincoln's one and two. But, yeah. I mean, and, until New Haven can win a game, I can't say that they have a chance to win a game, but Lincoln is a chance. I Better than they have been. So, yeah. All right, uh, another week, another big BWAC game, Dennis. Uh, Almont North Branch should be a fun one. Croslex off, but I think the Richmond-Yale game is going to be a very interesting result uh, for both. Both sides. I think this is one both sides really need, and that's weird saying that Richmond's two and one. But you look at the rest of their schedule. This is one Richmond's going to need. Yes, I, I think both teams need a win this week in that game. We'll, we'll get to all that in just a moment. Get ready for outdoor fun at Alpine Cycles in downtown Port Huron. Skateboards, bikes, longboards, and accessories. They have everything you need to enjoy the warm weather. Alpine Cycles offers the best selection, and they're always getting new daily arrivals. Stop by Alpine Cycles today at 762 Huron Avenue at the corner of Huron and Glenwood, or call 982-9281. Open Monday from 10 until 6, Friday and Sunday, noon to 4. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention, the herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. 
Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. What passions do you want to pursue next in life? Do you want to be a sculptor, a volunteer, teach your grandkids to fish? Your Ameriprise financial advisor, Dave Betts, can help you plan for the life you want today and well into the future. With the right financial advisor, life can be brilliant. Call Dave Betts at 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc. Member FINRA and SIPC. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Shopping for a vehicle the last two years has been frustrating for all of us. Inflated prices and misleading ads that waste your time and money. Look no further than Jepson Car Company. Located at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair, Jepson Car Company is St. Clair County's most transparent dealership. At Jepson, the price you see on a vehicle is the price you pay. No hidden fees or misleading rebates. When you need your next vehicle, stop by Jepson Car Company today. This is Lucy Harris. I'm a class of 2022 senior, and I play on the golf team at Port Huron Northern. As a Port Huron school student, I had the opportunity to participate in the most extracurricular and academic opportunities in the region. I can even earn free college credits from the Blue Water Middle College. At Port Huron Schools, I am treated as an individual, and my teachers care about my specific needs. After graduating, I plan to study abroad and attend college to eventually become a teacher. That's my Port Huron School story. What will yours be? Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. Dennis and Brady, I hate technology. Okay, that's better. <clears throat> Anyways, let's start in, with uh, some uh, BWAC action. Uh, which games you want to talk about? For, first off, Crosslex doesn't play this week. 
they're taking the forfeit against uh, Algonac, so they're four and zero, and uh, they get another league win. Which I know you don't like the buy, and I really don't either because I like seeing teams play, but. It's got to be kind of a – it's a double-edged sword because I'm sure the kids really want to play, the coaches I know want to play, but I'm sure when Monday comes around and they're feeling a little more refreshed and they're feeling not quite as banged up getting ready for their second-half push, it's not bad to have a week four bye week. I, I mean, week five would be ideal. That's the, exactly the midway point, but especially after a tough game, a bye week, if you do it the right way, can be a, a really nice way to go about things. Um, uh, more helpful maybe if this was the week before you had to play North Branch, but they're they're going to play Yale next. So yeah, I, I mean, I don't is... know how much because you do get into a rhythm as in game planning. I mean, everyone knows what North Branch is going to run. It's not some exotic offense or anything in the BWAC. Everyone's so familiar with each other. I mean, the, the extra practices, yes, are nice to, to get the mental reps in, but really, after two or three practices of scout team, you know what's coming, and it's just kind of beating a dead horse where I'm, I'm more worried about getting people healthy and making them feel going, oh, yeah, I feel a little refreshed. But we do have three games that are happening this week. Um, let's start with the big one. North Branch at Almont, two 3-0 and teams, two teams that really haven't had a huge test yet. Um, the, the the toughest game on either schedule was Almont at Marysville. What are you thinking about this game? Because this is a game last year that went to overtime. Yeah, um, it, I've seen Almont against uh, Marysville, and they're good. Um, they're your typical Almont team. They're not that big, but they play with uh, um, you know some meanness to their game. They're fast. Almont is always fast. Um, you know, they, they run an offense that is designed like North Branch to play with a lead. Well, they're both, I mean, but, let's face it, they're basically the same playbook. Yeah, but, but Almont, when they were down against Marysville, did throw the ball successfully. They've got a big tight end. They always seem to – that's the one area where they always have a big player is that tight end. Um, and and they went deep. They went downfield with him uh, on the last drive of the half to set up a, a short touchdown run that actually Marysville dominated them for a half and were losing at halftime um, because Almont hit a couple of big pass plays, scored a touchdown, and then Almont – was on fire for the third quarter doing Elmont things, running all over the place. They've got three speed backs um, that any time, anywhere on the field, one of those guys gets their hand on the ball and, and there's an opening to run through, they are a threat to go all the way, mm-hmm. no matter where they're, they're at on the field. So that's what I know about Elmont. They're going to play hard on defense too, um, but I haven't seen North Branch, but boy, has North Branch just been crushing everybody that they've played. I know their schedule hasn't been the toughest, but I don't care. They are just slaughtering teams. Yeah, so they're doing it, exactly what they're supposed to do. And if you look, it's all done in the first half. It's not, oh, they're up 35-7 and they want to put style points up. Let's keep – no, it's they've called off the dogs. So it makes you wonder what they could have done. In those games. I mean, when your worst win is 51 to nothing, granted, like I said a few moments ago, 
This is the first test for real big test for either team. And Almont is an interesting place. I've never I had never actually been to the football field until I went to practice. And it's very small. It's it's very I guess cozy's the right word. It feels very small town football and this game feels very small town football. Dennis, I have to imagine that if you want to get there, you need to get there very early because both places travel incredibly well. Yeah, there there is the hatred factor too. Yes, this is uh, not no love lost. Yeah, uh, and I think that just adds to it, and, and, and I mean it in a, in a good way. I, it's not going to be dirty or cheap. It's it's they, they just don't like each other. They want to have bragging rights. Uh, the, the Almont side wants to beat Coach Ferno, and you know Coach Ferno wants to beat Furman. Furman, sorry, I was thinking I was talking to you about Millington. Yeah, before. Uh, Furman wants to beat Almont. Yeah, um, they might not say it out in the open, but that's the feeling. You know, they they want to win the both sides want to win this game against the other side. Last year's game was a war. Um, there was some intrigue in it. Yeah, um, North Branch went for it on a fourth down in their own territory with a fourth and what the length of the football yeah. and got stuffed. Didn't make it, and Elmont ended up using the short field to tie the game and force the overtime which North Branch then eventually won. Um, so, I mean, it was a really good game. Are you going to have an overtime game this year? Probably not. I don't know. I mean, but it's, it, that's hard to ask for. That's I mean, that's so rare in high school. It'd be cool if, yes, if, if it, it happened. Um, but I do think that this is going to be an interesting game. And, and again, it's cliched, but it's the truth. Who doesn't take stupid penalties? Yep. Who doesn't turn the ball over? Who executes, um, and, and obviously both these teams are going to run Brady, so who tackles? Who wraps up and gets and the job And that's where done? I wanted to go with the defense because as great as both sides' offenses have been, and North Branch, by the way, in three games has 1,400 yards of offense. That's a lot. That is a lot of offense. and That's, that's ridiculous And that's amount. what the second half always being in running time. Yeah, like that, it, that's video game stuff. And but their defense has given up seven points, and that was in the fourth quarter to MLA City. So their starters haven't been scored on. Besides the Marysville game, Almont starters really haven't been scored on because MLA City did all their damage in the fourth quarter. And Marysville scored three of their touchdowns in the fourth quarter. It was still at least within a puncher's chance of somehow getting back. It would have taken a miracle, but it wasn't a, a – thousand percent done game so both these defenses are good but man north branch is putting up some ridiculous numbers i mean will damasca you have a fourth year starting quarterback from what i've heard the, the throwing game for north branch isn't great but it's better and it's a little more of a threat than it was last year which you have a guy like swashback who you didn't have last year or for most of the game you didn't have last year, and getting him back is big for North Branch because he's been putting up some big numbers in, in every game. I think he has eight touchdowns maybe on the year, somewhere around there. He's been great. Uh, Lucas Shatman, someone Coach Furman's very happy about. Ryan Henney. Uh, they have a lot of different guys to go, but so do Elmont Dennis. I mean, you saw all their weapons, and one of them's really familiar to the North Branch head coach. Yeah, I was, uh, I was joking all week that he's going to ground him and not let him play <laughs> the game, but uh, but 
uh, Furman can run, and he's one of the guys that's uh, explosive back there. The other guy, and he's a guy that stuck out last year when I saw him too, is uh, Measle. And then Chase Batani is the third guy who was really good against uh, Marysville. He had uh, a couple of touchdowns in that game, including a 44-yard run. So they've got some guys. Trenton Cruz is the quarterback for Elmont. Uh, again, he's not going to do anything, Brady, that makes you go, oh, wow, I want this guy as my quarterback. But yet he's not going to make any mistakes. No, he's going to he, run the offense. He's going to run the offense. Uh, he's going to hand the ball off to, to guys. And occasionally he's going to keep it and run himself. Uh, and, w- again, when he did throw the football, uh, he used the big tight end. Um, let me get this. He was two out of three for 46 yards with uh, Connor uh, Nescavera catching both passes. Uh, and Connor's a big dude. Yeah. Uh, I think this game might come down to, really, Dennis, when you get behind the sticks or when it comes to having to throw it, who can throw it just enough? And, no, I'm not thinking either side's going to throw it 15, 20 times. But if someone can complete six or seven passes for 100 yards, that could be the difference when both sides have 10 guys in the box <laughs> playing the run. Because that might that, that could be because both sides know what you're going to run, uh, at least on the ground. What are you going to do through the air? So this should be a fun one. I'll be there. Uh, 7 o'clock kick, 6.30 pregame. A lot of intrigue in this one. My Elmont wild card is Johnny Joyka, just because I like saying that name. Mm-hmm. You love your fun names, don't you? <laughs> I do. Um, fun matchup between Richmond and Yale. Two teams that we just said before the break really need a win because if you look at Richmond after this game, they have MLA City, which is a winnable game. But their last three games of the year are North Branch, Elmont, Armada, and oh boy, is that a gauntlet. If you can get to 4-1 and one and it starts getting 3-1 and one with Yale, You're setting yourself up that that Clintondale game at the end, if the gauntlet doesn't go the way you want, because you're going to be underdogs in probably all three of those games, that could be winning in. So this starts with the Yale game, and if Yale has any aspirations of making a run down the stretch, I don't think they're going to get a replacement for the Algonac game. They still have Emily City on the schedule. This could be a game that both sides look back on at the end of the year and go, that was why we did or didn't make the playoffs. Uh, And that's why, uh, too... The Yale Park factor is a factor. Here's the other thing I'm going to point out about Yale um, is, is that their two losses are Armada and North Branch. Okay? I know they got beat bad in both games, but I've been telling you all along, Yale's improved, but they're not ready to play the big boys. They're not going to upset Croslex um, or uh, Elmont either. But they might be the next best team after the big four. And that's what we'll find out this week when they play Richmond. Is Richmond the next best team or is Yale the next best team? Um, and I, and again, you, you look at what Yale's got. They have to win this game. They're going to lose to Crosslex. Sorry, folks. So that would, would, so if they beat Richmond, now you're two and three. Emily City, three and three. Algonax a win, four and three. Elmont, you're probably four and four. And then it goes up and to the same thing as week nine Richmond Luther North and throws yeah. the toss up yeah. game. So at the this end is of the huge. Year. This is actually one of the biggest BWAC games of the season, not for the league, but for 
Does the BWAC get four teams in the playoffs or five teams in the playoffs? I think they're going to get five, and depending on how the points shake out, maybe six if you get really lucky. But, yeah, this is a big factor because, I mean, the arguments you make for both sides, okay, Richmond's wins are against St. Clair and Detroit University Prep. They're combined one and five. Yale's one win is over Annapolis, 0-3. But their losses... Armada, North Branch, and Crosslex, their only loss between those three teams is when they had to play each other. Yeah. So their losses are to really, really talented teams, and the best win out of all of those is St. Clair, which I think, well, we'll see against Clintondale if how much that improves. But it's really hard to tell. You can't look at the schedules. Um, we, we saw a little bit of Yale in the scrimmage, but again, I said in the preseason, I put defense in the non-Crosslex game it's given up six points, but again, you can go to the quality of the the team. I, Dennis, I have no idea what could happen if we came back and one team won by twenty one points. Would you be? I'd be. Shot? I'd be a little surprised. I mean, by I'd that. be. A, I'm expecting a good game. Here. I am too, but it wouldn't. I wouldn't be like flabbergasted if we came back and it, and one side ended up dominating. But like you said, I think it's going to be a touchdown either way. Um, it's, it should be a really fun game. And, and when I'm in a close game, I'm going to use the Yale Park factor. That That's fair because Yale Park is a place that, like, I don't think anyone in the BWAC likes to go to. No, even the, the even the really good teams go there going, man, we got to play at this place. Yeah, and that's why they love it in Yale. <laughs> and that is why they love it in Yale. Last BWAC game, Emily City, Elmont. Or Emily City uh, Armada, Armada, sorry. Um, wrong orange and black A-team. Um, <laughs> yeah, Armada's going to try to bounce back, get right. Um, and, Armada's, and they will. Yeah, because Armada has Almont next week. Yeah, so, Ar- Armada, Armada needs this football game um, to get the bad taste of last week out of their mouth and to remind themselves they are a good football team. They beat Marine City. They went to Yale Park and won big. Or was that game in Armada? That game might have been in Armada. Yeah. But, you know, they, they won that game by, by 24. Uh, you've got Elmont coming up. Um, I believe they have a game to replace uh, Algonac. Yeah, they it, the, the the Michigan football site doesn't have it, but they were supposed to play Wyoming Lee after that. Yeah. I believe that's still going to happen. But And, Dennis, here's the thing with Armada that I like. Whether whatever they don't care what we think, what other people think to them, that Crosslax game is unacceptable. That is not what is expected of them. They expect to go out every. I mean, you talked to Kyle Rowley before that game. There's no well, golly gee, we hope we get our best effort in, and maybe we have a chance to win. No, no, it's we're it's, we're, it's, we're there to win, and it's why the game's on the schedule. And that has not been the mentality at Armada for a long, long time. So now they reload, and they have an Almont game in a week, and you have to take care of Emily City because you know that team's going to want to find a way to win with a first-year head coach any way they can. But a, an Almont game in a week's time that they lost that kind of took a little bit of the bloom off the rose last year, and they, that's, their, that's their, I guess, redemption arc game. But that's the BWAC. Um, GTC East has a really fun game, Dennis. A little bit, yeah. Don't know if you ever heard of these two teams, Ubley and Harbor Beach. They don't like each other much. I know that. No, no, they do not. They're both three and zero. Oh, uh, but They've both been really good so far this year. Yes, they have. But 
I just I know it's a rivalry game, but I just think Ubley is for Division Eight is unbelievable. And if they don't drop this game, they're going. This is the only thing, at least in my mind, standing between them and nine and zero. Well, I mean, man, they just brought everybody back from last year's team that went to the semifinals. Um, I know the game is at Beach. I know Beach has a a good record historically against Ubley. All time between those two opponents, Beach is fifty and twenty two. But if but you take the last this, 10 to 15 years. This exact ugly team, almost to the player, beat Beach twice last year, 50 to 33 and 35 to 6 were the scores. One of those was a playoff game. Yeah. Um, but they're three and it's the last five are three and two. And Beach has beaten ugly teams that have ended up going to the semifinals before. In fact, they've beat uh, Beach has beaten Ubley in nineteen and twenty, which Ubley went to the semifinals and finals. Beach beat them in the regular season. Yeah, so uh, it's. I mean, maybe we're underplaying the rivalry factor and the fact that sometimes when two teams match up, all the outside stuff goes away, and it's about that one game, kind of like how Port Huron High and Northern have been recently. But I just think Ubley is. On a roll, they're going downhill, and unless they psych themselves out, I think Ubley's getting a big win over Harbor Beach. Yeah, and I just, I mean, just look at the scores of these Ubley games. Uh, again, they're they're steamrolling people. Not that Beach hasn't been. I mean, if you look at the score of Beach games, they had two shutouts uh, in their first uh, two games, uh, and uh, last week they handled uh, a tough Cass City team. Uh, yes, they did. Thirty to sixteen was the score. They shut out Reese and USA. I think both those teams are down this year, but still, uh, you play the teams that they put on the schedule, and you do what you do to them. Uh, and yeah, I just two good football teams, a, a great rivalry. I think it's a really good and elite football. But team but play. I just yeah, I just think Ubley is man, they're good. They're really good. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. How about this matchup? Marlette looks to go to 3-1 and one against Sandusky. And I know what happened to Ubley, but take everything we just said in the context of you kind of throw the Ubley week out. And Sandusky is 1-2 and two with their only win going over Memphis. I think this is a chance for the Red Raiders to get to 3-1 and one before a tough beach game, but... Red Raiders looking at going to the playoffs for the second straight, well, full season for the first time since 13 and 14. And I think they have a real good chance to do it, Dennis. I, I do, too. I mean, uh, I, Mar- I know Sandusky won big last week, but Marlette is the favorite going into this game. Uh, maybe Sandusky's got some confidence um, after a big win over Memphis, but they really struggled their first two games. I know they played tough teams. Uh, they played Laker. Uh, and uh, somebody else that's good, too. Uh, I believe Bad Axe. Yes, they lost to Laker and Bad Axe, which are two tough teams. But I still think Marlette has a good chance here yeah. to go to 3-1. and one. Memphis, Cass City, the other GTC East game. Cass City bouncing back after a couple of tough losses to Laker and Beach. Yeah, uh, Cass City's losses have been to two really good teams. Uh, and they won big in week one, 50 to nothing 
um, they may win big here in week four. All right. Any other 11-man games before I – oh, well, Mooney. Oh, we want to talk about yeah, Mooney. Yeah, of course we want to talk about Mooney. Sorry, my head was in the thumb. They go to Shrine, and they try to end a 17-game losing streak to Shrine. They try to get this one of the demons away because it, it feels like there are three things that they haven't done in a long time, or one of them ever. Beat Royal Oak Shrine is number one. Number two is beat Clarkson Everest, a team they have never beaten. And three is win a conference championship, which an 11-man they haven't done since 2001, I believe. Those are the three. You can only knock out one this week, and that's beat Royal Oak Shrine. A Shrine team that's down, but they were a little down last year, and they came into Marine City and got a win. Yeah, they were down last year, but they weren't down like down, they down. Are this year. Yeah. The, the The scores have been pretty bad. They've only scored, I think, 13 points this season in three weeks, and they've been handled by everybody that they've played so far. Grass Lake and our, our Riverview, Gabriel Richard and Bishop Foley. Yeah. Um, Dennis, if I told you a team forced six turnovers in a game, you would say what? I would say that they probably won and won big. Not that they lost 35-7. to Yeah. Because that's what Shrine did against Bishop Foley. Imagine forcing six turnovers and getting seven points. I just, even if Mooney's a bit shorthanded with the injuries from, from past weeks, uh, I still think this is a chance to slay the demon and get that one off your back and then look forward because the intersectional two is going to be tough and it's... Hey, it continues with Shrine. You got a really hard nose, a hard fault win over Liggett. Now you got Shrine. Take care of business. And and remember, Joe Cannell was at Shrine for a long, long time. Means just as much to him as does all these kids. Uh, like you got the little checklist. So you you number one. I think I think this is a must win game for them. They must be Shrine. Yes. Then you get Lakes at home. You want to get that one so that you're unbeaten in league play when Everest comes in. And then I believe at that point, if they were to beat Everest, it would clinch the I-2. Well, and then, well, you've got Cabrini, who you should beat. Which, even if, unless Cabrini's also undefeated, I believe if you win out through Everest going into Cabrini, it's just whipped cream on top of the Sunday. Yeah, so, I mean, but it, but it all starts with this game because I don't care – if Shrine's got seven healthy kids and they haven't won a game all year until you beat them and snap a 17-game losing streak to somebody, must-win game for Mooney. Yeah, absolutely. Got to get that monkey off your back. Yes, they do. Let's go to eight-man, Dennis, where there are some interesting matchups and we'll get to see two of them you want to start with yours or mine well uh i'm gonna see brown city on saturday against sutton's bay and try to find out what all the fuss is about but brown city's three and all uh and what we looked it was 2009 the last time they went four and all to start yeah. a season it's been a while and they've yeah and they're trying to do it again. They actually went five and zero in 09. and they're trying to do that in, in eight man play. And Sutton's base two and one, and the only team they lost to North Point Christian, which has three hundred and twenty kids in their high school, so they're not even big enough for the playoffs, or they're too big for the playoffs yeah, rather. Too big to, to play. So 
Sutton's Bay won't. I don't think is necessarily a bad team since that point. They've outscored opponents eighty-three to twenty. Yeah, um, I can't remember if it was uh, Fife Lake or Brethren. One of them hadn't won a game, but the other was decent. Uh, let me check real quick. Yeah, I think For- Brethren hadn't won a Fife game. Fife Lake Forest area and Brethren is one and two. Yeah. So. So I mean, so they they beat one decent team and, and one not so decent team, but it hasn't mattered. Good, bad, or indifferent. Brown City's just been rolling over everybody. Uh, they've played solid defense, and clearly their offense has their worst game was forty points. Yes. So you'll get to see Brown City in action. Try to move to four and zero, and and really keep that gravy train going. I will be down at Avondale where K-Pac takes on Oakland Christian. Oakland Christian apparently doesn't have a football field, but both teams 2-1. and one. K-Pac's only loss is to Deckerville. Oakland Christian, their only loss is to Kingston. Those are two respectable losses. And from what I hear, Oakland Christian is going to sling it around. Said they're going to throw it 30 to 40 times a game. And the one thing when I went out to KPAC practice and talked to Coach Novi that I really liked, for a program that coming into this year had won four games in four years, it would have been really easy for them to go, yeah, you know, we played with Deckerville, we were really happy, uh, we had a chance in the fourth quarter, but hey, we, we were with them, and that wasn't the attitude, it was... No, I mean, we expect to win. We, I don't care that we haven't had success before. We had a chance to win those games, and we didn't. I don't care if it was Deckerville or North Huron, Atherton, Caseville, whoever. We had a chance to win that game, and we didn't. And I really like that mentality out of KPAC that just because, hey, no one had a lot of expectations outside of the program doesn't mean that they don't have them inside. And you go like, the the – the chase continues to have a really nice season, try to get in the playoffs and be in the Stars comp conversation. It starts, again, with beating Oakland Christian. Yeah, uh, and this t- to me, this would be a quality win because I think Oakland Christian's good. I think Atherton was a quality they, win. They put uh, 60 up on Mayville, who's been pretty good the last few years in eight-man uh, football. And uh, in week one, they scored 44. Uh, I know it was on a Stripes team, but... I mean, there was All Saints. All Saints, whose All Saints has improved this year. All Saints is one of the favorites in the Stripes. I think the, the eight-man in the Stars and Stripes, I think, is a pretty solid uh, grouping wherever you go. I think there's a lot of quality eight-man teams in KPAC trying to get a big win on a Saturday down in Oakland Christian. Christian, my game starts at noon. Your game starts at three in Brown City. We learn a lot about eight-man football. And Dennis, I told you, if you play on odd days – We'll go, we'll go find you. So Deckerville, um, by the way, the, the Toledo Christian found out after the fact that the 600 thumb sum was the population of their K through 12 because they're all like technically one school. So 600 from kindergarten to 12th grade. Oh, it, I, I saw it was 575 is there. Yeah, that's they listed it because I think it's all like one building or one school. It's okay. a K through 12. So it, they're, they're 9 through 12 is like 150. So. It makes sense, but they have a, a lot of quality football players out of that, like, 150. They play Genesee. Should be a nice uh, chance for Deckerville to bounce back. Uh, and that game is uh, actually tonight. All right. That's a Thursday game at Genesee. Uh, Peck Scott Ashley. Uh, again, Peck had the week one loss, but uh, they've been rolling since. 
Uh, CPS, this is an interesting week for them because they get North Huron. North Huron had a rough start. I think they lost their first two games, and then uh, they, they were coming off a win. CPS is 2-1. and one. Uh, Nick Lewis has been going bonkers for them. 276 with five touchdowns last week. They rushed as a team for 351 yards. So if you're doing that, good things are going to happen. But CPS uh, North Huron, I think, is a good matchup this week. Uh, and uh, Merritt uh, will host Akron Fairgrove. Both teams are 1-2 and two this year uh, and have surprised me with wins and surprised me with losses. Like uh, I was surprised in week one Merritt didn't win, and then I was surprised when Akron Fairgrove beat CPS. Yeah. So will be a very fun week of eight, man. Anything else, Dennis, before we bring on Mike McAndrews and the picks? Oh, do we have to bring in Mike? Yes, we do, and we have to do the picks. As long as I can. <laughs> we have to do the picks too, Dennis. Don't like the picks, but we'll do that next. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810 364 87 for all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Marysville. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810 we welcome you to make Port Huron Schools your district of choice. Your child will experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region at Port Huron Schools. We specialize in providing personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. This year, more than ever, we truly appreciate our families and would like to thank them for their continued support. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. 
Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. They have the area's best selection of pickups and SUVs. And now Kaywood Auto is offering corrosion-free rust proofing. Call 987-3030. That's 987-3030 to make an appointment. Voted 2021 Best of the Best and President's Award winner plus 2022 Dealer of the Year, Kaywood Auto is open Saturdays 9 until 2. Visit www.kaywoodauto to make an appointment. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington, a family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. And everyone, welcome back. It is time for the picks. We are joined by Mike McAndrews, which will be a blast. Dennis, I want to give an update, though, real quick on the fan standings. We had one perfect week last week. That wasn't you, Dennis Ryan from Croswell. The only fan to go 10-0 and last week, just like you. I did go 10-0 and last week. I'm glad I went 10-0 and last week. I don't think I'm going ten and zero this week. No, I believe I went what seven and three. Seven and, and three. What did our, what did our guest do? Uh, our guest uh, was uh, Sandy Rutledge. He went seven and three. Okay, so you gained some games there. So you're twenty eight and two overall. You still have two people on your tail in the fan on the fan picks. Uh, John L from Marine City and Tyler Reed from Allenton, both twenty seven and three. That's hard to do. They're good. Yes, they are. Um, So let's not waste any more time. Mike McAndrews, the picks. It's time. Woo! The outside across the 30, 25, 20. He's got the angle, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Zach Tetler. Touchdown, Marine City. Quick hitter this time, and it's Furman with Rome. Down the far sideline to the 10, to the 5, and he is into the end zone for a Raider touchdown. Oh, no! We suck again! Snap, Espinosa looking for Grappi in the flat, throws the slant, caught by Soul. touchdown, Crosslack. Hand off Conan, he plows his way to the three, to the two, across the goal line, touchdown, Tigers. He didn't know about the $100 bill, Sonny, he lied. I don't know what we're yelling about! And Bloink, straight drop, setting up a screen pass, complete to Prone, he's got room. 2015, 10, 5, into the end zone for a Husky touchdown. Up the middle, Hazenlayer, he's got room to work. 45, 40, 35, 25. Good night, Brendan Hazenlayer, into the end zone. But to be the man, you got to beat the man. As I mentioned, Dennis Stuckey, our reigning picks champ. 9 and 1, 9-1, 10-0 through three weeks. Mike, we have a lot of work to do to catch up with him. We do. Uh, I'm pretty confident, though. I've, I'm confident in uh, the research that I've done on the area teams. I'm confident that I've uh, listened to you guys quite a bit, that I have a knowledge of the area teams. Um, so uh, I'm ready to go. Well, it's going to be a tough slate of games, and it starts up in the thumb. Maybe the biggest rivalry in the thumb as, har- as ugly goes to the shores of Harbor Beach. Two 3-0 and teams. One team wears orange and black. One team wears black and orange. Dennis Stuckey, who's coming out of this game black and blue? 
Well, you know, Harbor Beach has a history of being a thorn in Ubley's side, but right now I think Ubley is the team up in the thumb. Uh, maybe Laker matches up with them, and technically Laker's bigger than they are. Uh, I like Ubley in this one. Uh, Beach will hang with them for a while, but I actually like Ubley by a couple of touchdowns. Mike McAndrews. Uh, unfortunately, I agree with Dennis. I hate to say that out loud. <laughs> Um, but these are two of the top teams in Division Eight this year, um, and I, I think Ubley is prepared and going to take the victory this week over Harbor Beach. Harbor Beach is a very good team. They are 3-0. and They spoiled one of my picks last week against Cass City. With that said, Ubley is an elite team, and yes, it is a rivalry game, but Ubley and Dennis, I don't think you're too far off by saying a couple of scores. This is an Ubley team that's an absolute wagon. The people agree 73% of our listeners picking Ubley to beat Harbor Beach. Let's go to the BWAC in one of the, the first few interesting matchups. The Richmond Blue Devils hail to the park, Yale Park, for a matchup between the Bulldogs and Blue Devils. Mike McAndrews, who wins this BWAC matchup and why? You know, I think, uh, I know Richmond's been a little bit up and down and inconsistent this season. I just think they're probably going to come in a little motivated this week, a little more focused this week. Uh, so I'm going to take Richmond in this matchup over Yale. Yeah, I was big on Yale in the preseason. I wanted the Bulldogs to do well, and just through two two tests, they have not even shown me a little bit of life that I was hoping for. I want the Bulldogs to be better, but I think Richmond's going to go into Yale Park and get a tight win, maybe an ugly win, but Richmond's getting the victory. Dennis Stuckey. All right, I'm going to flip the uh, script on uh, you gentlemen, and I'm going to say the uh, underdogs here, I guess. Uh, the Bulldogs at Yale Park, tough place to play, um, and uh, they are going to bounce back this week, get back to 500. They're going to win this football game. You are by yourself the people. 89% picking the Richmond Blue Devils to come out on top. All right, let's go down the road to MLA City where they welcome in our made of Tigers teams that are licking their wounds. I'll start an easy one for me to start with. Armada, they're upset. MLA City's not as good as them. Tigers by a lot. Dennis Stuckey. Armada will bounce back um, and win this football game. Mike McAndrews. I can't argue with that. Um, Armada in this one, I think, in a big win. Short and sweet, because I think we're going to spend a little bit of time on this one. The Broncos of North Branch go down the road to take on Almont. Jeremy Furman taking on his son, Bryce Furman. It's going to be a fun matchup. I'll be on the call. 6.30 pregame, 7 o'clock kick from Almont. Dennis Stuckey, this is one of those big BWAC games we talk about we're going to get every week. Who comes out of this game 4-0? Well, uh, it's hard to pick against North Branch right now. Almont is by far and away their toughest game. Uh, I think just because Almont has played Marysville, they've had the tougher schedule so far. But it, uh, North Branch has outscored their opponents by 160. That's not by accident. Mike McAndrews. Okay, all transparency. I'm not overly familiar with the North Branch team or the Almont team. But I do know a few people in Almont, uh, one being Johnny Hall, who was the basketball coach there for a long time. <laughs> So I'm going to go with the John Hall factor for me and pick Elmont in an upset. He's going with his heart, and Dennis, I have to go with my gut. North Branch has just been a wagon. Um, Elmont is good. It's in Elmont. That place is going to be packed. There's not a lot of room to sit, so there's going to be a lot of people outside. Both communities travel really well. 
If you're going to this game, get there about a half hour early if you have any intentions of sitting down. But I think North Branch is a little bigger. And the one thing we don't talk about, North Branch's defense has been dominant so far this year. I think they continue to roll in a in a quick game because no one's going to throw a pass. Yeah, no, this game's going to be played in about uh, an hour and 15 minutes. So if you're tuning in, <laughs> tune in early because it's going to be 1930s football. Speaking of a long time ago. Who do the, the people like? Oh, sorry, the people like uh, North Branch, 73%. I always got to give you one a week, Dennis. Oh, you didn't do the Armada. I just oh, the Armada, yeah, the Armada one. Uh, yeah, sorry, that one. That was a 100%er, by the way. So now that we're all caught up, and speaking of a long time ago, it's been a long time since Cardinal Mooney has beat Royal Oak Shrine. They go down to Royal Oak Shrine, and it's so long ago that the man sitting to my right, Mike McAndrews, was on the field the last time Cardinal Mooney beat Royal Oak Shrine. Can they end that streak Friday night? Might not be the curse of the Bambino, maybe the curse of McAndrews here. Gets broken. Why, you never Friday left. Night. Usually yeah, the true. curse of the Bambino. True, true right. If they had sent you to, true. like, Parkway Christian, maybe. Right. Um, it's been a long time. Coach Cornell, it's been well documented, has co- coached at Shrine, came over for Card Mooney, has not beaten them yet. Uh, this is the year that the Cardinals get it done, in my opinion. Brennan Hazleader is just too much for a lot of teams. Uh, in my opinion, one of the best backs in the state, regardless of division um future college player and i just think you give a a steady steady stream of brendan hazen leader uh breaks the curse and their losing streak for the cardinals cardinal mooney's playing a shrine team shrine uh turned the ball over six times against foley wait no they didn't they lost 35 7 and forced six turnovers themselves that is the sign of a not very good football team. I know that's a demon you have to slay, but it has been bulletin board material for a long time for Mooney. Mooney is going to exercise their demons and get a nice win down at Shrine. Now we just got to get those Cardinals healthy. Dennis Stuckey, over to you. All right. Um, I thought last year was going to be the year that Mooney would beat uh, Shrine. Shrine came in 0-3. A little bit different 0-3 team last year than this year's team. This year's Shrine team has been getting stomped, um, and Mooney looks pretty good to me. I'm going to take the Cardinals to uh, finally uh, break the Shrine curse this year. People 100% agreeance. Everyone picking Cardinal Mooney. There's some smart people in the area. A little bit of pressure, though, when you finally have to break that streak. You played a long time ago, Mike. Thanks. Appreciate it. Let's move over to the Mac and Walt Braun Viking Stadium where Dennis Stuckey will be on the call for Madison Heights Lamphere at Marysville. Fun fact, first time Madison Heights Lamphere will play on GetStuckOnSports.com, and it's been over two years. I had to do the game because Brady's a hater. I am not a hater. I will get this started, and what I'm going to say won't support my argument, but Marysville's 1-2, and two, and we think they're improved. However, this is a prove-it game to me. In the last two years, Marysville has only beaten teams that currently reside in the MAC bronze. You have to, have to win a league game against someone who's currently there right now and against someone who we think is talented. I'm taking Lamphere. I hope I'm wrong, but give me the Rams. Dennis Stuckey. Uh, I also am going to take Lamphere, but uh, Lamphere had better take Marysville seriously because Marysville's right there, Brady. They need that one win to, to get them the confidence, and I think they can be a competitive team in the silver. They had a tough loss in the road last week. Um, Marysville is close, but 
as their coach told me earlier today, close only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. I think Lamphere is a little bit the better team. Someone relay that message to Dan Campbell as we go over to Mike <laughs> McAndrews, I'm gonna who com- wins this MAC matchup. I'm going to complete the uh, trifecta here, and I am going to say Lamphere wins a close one at Marysville. All right, let's go just down the road where the Saint Clair. Oh, the, the, sorry, eighty-seven percent on Lamphere. This was this is your monster. So I know it is. I know it is, and I'm looking at it too the whole damn time. Okay, Saint Clair host Clintondale. Now that I've gotten everything in order again, um, Saint Clair one and two, Clintondale one and two. Saint Clair's defense has been solid. But can Clintondale score enough points? Dennis Stuckey, who wins this matchup of one and two Max Silver teams? Uh, I've been going back and forth with this one. I think this is the toughest game to pick this week. Um, I finally have decided, since it's money time, I'm going with the Saints because of their defense. I think the Saints' defense will stop Clintondale, and I think Clintondale is vulnerable enough that the Saints' offense will get enough points. Mike McAndrews. Uh, I'm also going to pick St. Clair this week. I think they bounce back. Um, from the rivalry game where they're lifting their wounds a little bit, right? Um, and I think they'll give Clintondale a really good game and, and eke out a close one. If this game was at Clintondale, I'd be a little more worried. But I just see this game going, and St. Clair's going to win, and it's going to be ugly. It's going to be like 19-3 to or some weird low-scoring score where Clintondale never really has a chance. St. Clair's defense is pretty good. The people agree, 90% of the fans picking St. Clair. Let's go to a matchup that a year or two ago would have been the quickest one we picked the whole time. Marine City goes down to undefeated South Lake. Marine City actually has the worst record in this game. South Lake riding high after a win against Marysville in their backyard. The Mariners come down. Mike McAndrews, interesting matchup down in St. Clair Shores. Do the Mariners come out unscathed? Yeah, I think um, I think the week one loss to Marine City was kind of waking the sleeping giant. I think they're focused. Um, they've got some really good players, obviously. Um, and if I don't pick Marine City here, I think Police Chief uh, Heslip <laughs> might pull me over and get me for everything he can. So I'm going to pick Marine City uh, in this one. I do hope Jeff Heslip plays in this game and plays a lot. He was He's still trying to get back to 100%. I think Marine City, they're going to they're gonna have to be focusing. You're right, Mike. That week one loss has refocused them. They will win, but it will be tighter than people want. Give me a 10-point Marine City victory. Dennis Stuckey, over to you. I'm going uh, with the Mariners because I always pick the Mariners. So uh, they've, done, they've done nothing to me this year to make me want to choose uh, differently. Uh, and I'm going to pick Marine City to win by a couple of touchdowns. Southlake kind of has to earn it. The people agree. 87% of the people picking Marine City to get the win down at Southlake. Let's come back up to Memorial Stadium. The Sterling Heights Stallions travel to Port Huron Northern. I'll get us started. The Sterling Heights Stallions will leave Port Huron Northern. And what's the quickest time you can play a second half? Uh, uh, like 24, 13 minutes. 25 minutes. Running clock. <laughs> yeah, super yeah. running time. Port Huron Northern struggled a little bit last week. They won't in their own backyard. Sterling Heights is bad. And Northern kids don't listen to us, but it's it's going to be over pretty quickly. Dennis Stuckey. Uh, Northern will, will win this game. Uh, they're just the better team. Sterling Heights just a bad team. Mike McAndrews. Agree. Port Huron Northern and a big win for me, number two. Let's wrap this up down in Frazier where the Port Huron High Big Reds looking to win their third straight game going into the Crosstown Showdown. They go to one and two. Frazier, Dennis Stuckey, get us started. Do the Big Reds stumble a week before their big rivalry game? 
Down goes Frazier. Down ah. goes Frazier. Waiting for that all that, week out. Uh, yeah, here. that big red left. It came weeks. from nowhere. Uh, big reds are going to win this game, but uh, don't sleep on Frazier. Uh, they've been playing close games all season long, but I just think uh, PH has been rolling the last two weeks, and I don't see any reason why it should stop this week. Mike McAndrews. I agree. Uh, as Mick McCabe would call it, Ken Semmelsberg High <laughs> will uh, outlast Frazier, uh, and PH gets a win this week. Yeah, I, last week I kind of doubted Port here on High. I thought Mott would come up and give them a scare, and Port here on High did everything I asked of them getting a win. Now, I don't think it's a slam dunk victory, but I think Port here on High is, is beating Frazier on the road. The people agree 97% of the people picking uh, Port here on High. One lone person has picked Frazier so far. Really? Yes. They're probably from Frazier. Probably, and, and well. Or they're a Northern fan. Yeah, that's the yeah, picks, Dennis. Right. But wait, we all want that, that big Crosstown showdown. Dennis, anything else before we go? Remind everyone, we have four more games for you this weekend. Four more games uh, this weekend. Friday night, uh, I'll be at that Lamphere Marysville game. Very interested to see how that one plays out, while uh, you will head over to the Elmont North Branch game. Oh, God, that's good. I, that atmosphere might be crazy. That might be one of the more underrated low-key rivalries right now in the area. I, I can guarantee you that those two towns don't like each other. Uh, and then on Saturday, I'm going to head up to Brown City and see what all the fuss is about as Brown City takes on Sutton's Bay in some eight-man football. Uh, the Green Devils 3-0 and and just stomping on teams right now. Yep. And uh, you'll make the uh, jaunt to wherever Oakland Christian plays. Avondale, your game kicks off at 3, correct? At 3, yes. My game kicks off at noon at Avondale High School between KPAC and Oakland Christian. So KPAC trying to stay in the NCTL Stars race. They're going to need to do it against a good Oakland Christian team. Mike, thank you so much for coming on. Appreciate it. And I expect updates from the Mooney Shrine game. You got it. Uh, I appreciate what you guys do for uh, local athletes and schools and keep up the good work and have fun this weekend, everybody. I thought you'd be bigger. The statue that you have out in front. Oh, wait, they don't have a statue of you out front. No. No. <laughs> That's really funny. Not yet. Not yeah. <laughs> it's getting there. Real funny, guys. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is stuck on sports.